Welcome back to the Common Man Podcast. Uh, on, so this is part two of Margaret Sanger. Uh, so last week we, we ran a little ran a little late. Did like a almost a three hour podcast. We broke it up in two. But uh, last week we talked about Margaret Sanger, just kind of the official story of what happened uh, with her uh, with her her whole eugenics movement and how it was it was it was even deeply unpopular back then because a lot of her a lot of her eugenics thoughts and practices came after World War II, um, so that was a time when when eugenics was losing a lot of its popularity. It, the, the peak of the popularity was like around the late 1800s, early 1900s. Uh, she she used a um, her her version of eugenics was Malthusian eugenics, and uh, we 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 talked about that. If if you want to kind of get caught up, part one is a lot of. Uh, I, I said this in the in the YouTube chat. It was just like a an, a really long uh, intro for the episode. Like the first thirty minutes was Eli talking about abortion and and why he he had a lot of funny stuff. It was the first thirty minutes uh, Eli Halpern from from the Giggle Boys and and from uh, Golden Cricket and uh, me and Coop. We really we we started getting into in, into Margaret Sanger and all the official stuff. But part two is is it's gonna be mostly information. So interesting stuff. If you're interested. And, and hearing about all this, just go listen to part one, get introduced to Margaret Sanger, and then we're going to be getting into this. So without further ado, this is this is the episode. Um, if you like what, what you hear, uh, like, subscribe, um, follow us on Instagram on con, con underscore men underscore podcast on Instagram, and then follow us on Twitter at, at conmenpodcast1. And then on Facebook, but share, like, subscribe, tell your friends, help us grow it, and also um, if if you want to contribute to the show financially, just uh, we have some bonus content on, on Patreon, only three dollars a month. Um, but if if you want to fight El Amnesio, you can pay ten dollars, and you come in and let him kick your ass for a little bit. Or if you want to be in the super exclusive group, you could be in the the Skull and Bones, which is twenty dollars. <laughs> I'm not gonna force anyone put twenty dollars into the show. <laughs> so, but if you want to do it, I'll that that'd be great. That that that'll help uh, fund the show because sponsors will not touch our show right now, which is understandable because of some of our content. But if you like the show, it, it could be all crowdfunded, and we we won't have to be afraid to, to say the words that we do. We don't have a we won't have a sponsor breathing down breathing down our necks. So yeah, um, so yeah, part two of Margaret Sanger. We hit the bacon, then we took out all these fucking ones. See, I'm the guy's one. No, I'm not the one one, but I'm a fucking turn up until I see the morning sun. Set that tiger bone, got the henny up. <laughs> Blow the bitches like I'm blowing through some cleanness. No more pussy for bitch niggas, cause y'all fucking nuts. These bitches fucking on each other, man's enough. Uh, so, so Margaret Sanger was a 
anyone that knows about it, which is a vicious racist. Like when you when when we talk about racist today, you're just like, yeah, is he racist? No, she fucking racist. Yeah, like yeah. like eugenicist level of racist. She did not like the blacks, by the way. The blacks, uh, which David oh, Duke level of racist. Yeah, <laughs> she she thought Mel Gibson dumb. level of racist. Like. Mel Gibson, no, if he, he wasn't... Mel Gibson was yeah, funny, though. He just hates the Jews. I don't know if Mel Gibson hates the blacks. I think he just hates the Jews. Yeah, I, I think he's got a pretty strong bias towards them, but he was in Lethal Weapon with Danny Glover, so... That, that makes it We fine. gotta give him a break. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure... Yeah, it's a great movie, and... I mean, if if you make a great movie with the black guy, that means it's you're like, not hey, racist. I, I can say the n word. I was a move. I was in a movie with Danny Glover. Yeah, we call him. Yeah, Danny Glover. He's he's one of my friends. When you can start naming all your black friends like Danny Glover and oh, that Danny that Glover totally absolves that, you. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> that, dude, he can say the n word <laughs> with the a at the end, not the not the er. Come on. No hard r, never okay. He would never say that hard r, but he would he would read the. The protocols of elders of Zion. So there's that. Well, you know, we all have our faults. I, I like on that new Louis C.K. Uh, special where he was talking about um, how it's it it's easier to make fun of Jewish people because they're so hilarious as people. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying that like well, he can't go up to a black guy and say something. He's like he's like yeah because Jewish people. He's like they're not. They're not scary. <laughs> Jewish people are are hilarious. <laughs> He's oh, like, I mean, you're not scared of the Jewish guy at the fucking market. They've been getting picked on for well over <laughs> 2,000 years at this point. <laughs> they've kind of learned to deal with it. Yeah, they're like, whatever. The Jewish people, every, every Jewish person I've met, they're, they're, all, they're all hilarious. <laughs> when you've been getting fucked with for over 3,000 years, or however long it's been, they change that number all the time. But eventually, they they just they're the reason why they write all the great comedies. It's because they're funny. Because they're just like whatever we throughout history we've been shit on our whole life. Well, they fucking have to be. You either laugh or you cry. Yeah, or you own all the banks in the world. That makes it a little bit easier to laugh. Yeah. So when you talk about eugenics, uh, you you have to think certain people are dumb, useless, and should be rid of in the world. In order for the human race to progress. I feel personally attacked by that. <laughs> so, uh, Rob Fox from uh, from Softcore History or Drinking Bros, he had a great line on one of the shows we did. Not not our shows, but on Drinking Bros. When they're talking about eugenics, they're like, what's eugenics? And then Rob kind of like piped in. He was like, it's like a diet, but for the human race. <laughs> 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 Which was a good line. It's That's one of, a good line. It's the best line I've ever heard from him. It, Rob's Rob's fucking dude. I, I Rob's love fucking Rob. hilarious. He's fucking. He's, he's so hilarious. Funny. Yeah. It, when you see Rob, you don't think you wouldn't think he's a funny guy, and then you see him on like RPR, like dude's funnier than 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 most people you ever. You oh come yeah, across. he's he's quick as fuck, and he's smart. Like it's he a, knows his history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob's great. Uh, yeah, so he says it's like a diet for the human race. So Sanger thought black people were stupid and useless. Margaret Sanger. Some of Sanger's early work was done in Harlem, where she developed a clinic in a predominantly black neighborhood, which was very poor, by the way. I mean, weren't all black neighborhoods poor back then? 
generally speaking, yes. Yeah, I don't think they had rich. Uh, I don't think they had very affluent black neighborhoods back then. Unless it was in Philadelphia where they get bombed by the American government. Or, yeah, if you're talking about Black Wall Street, Black which Wall Street. also got burned down. Jeez, we got to do an episode on that one soon. I've been getting some DMs about that. Maybe, maybe next February. We'll have to wait on Black History Month. Okay, we <laughs> we can only give them 30 days. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do all, all Black History stuff a year from, what, what we got, like fucking nine months? No, we'll, we'll do one. We're just kidding. So, uh, black people faced harsher conditions of desperation and uh, privation because of widespread racial prejudice and discrimination, if you know anything about American history. Harlem was the ideal place for this experimental clinic, which officially opened on November 21st, 1930, which, by the way, it's still, it's still before World War II ends. When did World War II end? It was like 1940? Uh, for America, well, I mean, World War II didn't really start kicking off until like, I guess you could say like 1933 is really where yeah. it really started picking up. That's that's about nine years after the end of World War One. Yeah. So yeah, this this is around World when, War Two didn't really start until 1944, which is when America got yeah, and we started kicking ass. Yeah. So uh, many many black people looked to escape their adverse circumstances and therefore did not recognize the eugenic undercurrent of the clinic. The clinic relied on gener- generosity of privately private foundations to remain in business. In addition to being thought of, of as inferior and disproportionately represented in the underclass, according to the clinic's own files, used to justify its own work. Sanger shrewdly used the influence of prom- predominant, uh, prominent people in the black community to reach the masses, masses with, with this message. She invited W.E.B. Du Bois. Is it Du Bois or Du Bois? W.E.B. Du Bois. Du Bois. There you go. I've always read Du Bois. And a host of black leaders in Harlem, including physicians, social workers, ministers, and journalists to form advisory council to help direct the clinic so that, quote, so that our work and birth control will be constructive force in the community. She knew the importance of having black professionals in the advisory board and in the clinic. Back then, black people would instinctively succeed suspect whites to want to decrease their numbers because they they knew they were like oh are you trying to depopulate us did did they have some reason to believe that the white man was working against him at that point uh maybe that's a conspiracy that's a conspiracy definitely she would later use this knowledge to implement the negro project i say negro because she implemented it not me well, I mean so, that's that's being uh, historically accurate. They used to say call them Negroes. They weren't called. They weren't called. They I've were, never heard them called anything else in my life. No, that's what. No, nope, my grandpa it, did not use any word worse than that. Yeah, that's for sure. Hundred percent, and and then my my relatives, uh, they they definitely don't say. I feel like they could have used a little help with the PR side of things because that's not the. It's not the most acceptable. Well, it was a different time. Well, when you go to Mexico, they still call them that. Wait, with the R-O at the end? Yeah, the R-O. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that. are you sure they... Change your language, Mexico. 
That's offensive. Yeah, extremely offensive, even though that's the word that you've been using to refer to the color black for... for 300 years? At least. Probably th- oh, the language, probably a thousand years, probably before then. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. I've never actually looked into the into the history of it. It's been a long fucking time, that's yeah. for sure. So but yeah, could have chosen a better name for the whole project. Yeah. What's interesting about this... Or could have just chosen a better fucking project. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they were like, eh, it's kind of weird. Like, why why are you helping us? Like, what 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 are you doing this for? Helping you? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I'm helping you. We're hiring black doctors. This, this, is, is, like, this is good stuff. This, this is, is for you. Do you want health care? We got it for you. This was... This Don't was worry, the, no white doctors, by the this way. This was the Tuskegee experiment like beta program <laughs> actually yeah <laughs> holy shit so they what they did because they didn't trust white doctors so they brought in this they would bring in black doctors because they didn't trust them and that's how they entice these people to come in so that's that's where it's fucked up because she pretended like she was this hero of of healthcare for black people. She brought in W.B. Dubois. She brought in black physicians and all this stuff. And like they're like, oh, she's fine. She's great. So this turns in... So this, this is the original experiment, this clinic. So it later turns into the Negro Project, which was developed 10 years after the Harlem. Her clinic. words, not ours. Uh, not ours. Not ours. I don't say Nero, especially to, to my stepdad. I don't say it to my, my best friends back home. I say the N-word project, which they're <laughs> fine with. <laughs> the point of this clinic was basically to eliminate or sterilize black people. Sanger believed that black people were inferior. Her goal was to limit, to limit their population in a letter Sanger wrote to Clarence Gamble, who was a board member of the Negro Project, and was also a doctor. Quote, and this is in the middle of the letter, because it's kind of a long letter, because I don't want to put the whole letter in there. Don't want to hear that shit. It says, Miss Rose sent me a copy of your letter of December 5th, and I note that you doubt it worthwhile to employ a full-time Negro physician. It seems to me... From my experience where I have been in North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, and Texas, that while the colored Negroes, man, it's making me feel uncomfortable saying it, have great respect for white doctors, they can get they get closer to their own members and more or less lay their cards on the table, which means their ignorance, superstitions, and doubts. <laughs> they they do they do not do this with the white people, and if we can train the Negro doctor at the clinic. He can go among among them with enthousi- enthusiasm, knowledge, which I believe, which will have far-fetching results among the colored people. His work, in my opinion, should be entirely with the Negro profession and the nurses, hospitals, social workers, as well as the country's white doctors. His success will depend upon his personality and his training uh, by us, the ministers... Uh, work is also important and also he should be trained perhaps by the federation as to our ideals and the goal that we hope to reach we do not want work this is important right here we do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate 
the Negro population, and the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea of it even occurs to any of their more rebellious members. Was that Sanger? This is Sanger to the Dr. Gamble. That was Margaret Sanger's words. Word for word. She wrote this. And this is an actual, like, I, I, I made sure this is a real letter. And it's a multiple. You can look it up. It's 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 in a museum, so it's not fake. Well, maybe things in a museum are fake. Well, but, I mean, uh, generally stolen by the British. But, yeah, it, but it, it, it's real, and like the stuff you find at the Holocaust Museum. Uh, those are generally stolen by the Nazis. <laughs> uh, are you familiar with the concept of a Judas goat? No. So a Judas goat is a goat that leads other goats to slaughter the the judas goat never gets slaughtered and it's it's trained by humans to follow a specific path to lead the rest of the herd in to be slaughtered yeah but since the judas goat never gets slaughtered it never has the the fear of going into the slaughterhouse yeah essentially what what margaret sanger was trying to do was she was trying to create a a judas goat oh that's isn't it weird that they would they would have the same name as Judas in the Bible? I don't think it's related. That's a weird coincidence. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's related at all. No, of course <laughs> not. Yeah, so she she was um she had she she had some good plans but on an evil side. She had a grand idea. Of, you could almost say she had a final solution of sorts. Yeah, she was her her plan was to totally exterminate the black race. Jesus Christ. It's fucked up. So, Ken, and I'm not a Candace Owens fan, per se. Like, she does have some things, but she's she's kind of ridiculous as a person. I think she's pompous as fuck, but every now and then she's got, she has some very valid points. She's talked about this, and she's, she's 100% right about this. Where... Planned Parenthood is used to exterminate black people. That, I think that, it's, I think it's still disproportionately ends up with more oh, well, abortions from black people. It's, it's not even close. It's and I'm going to get into that right now, which is a very interesting thing about Planned Parenthood to this day, which we're going to connect Planned Parenthood, modern day Planned Parenthood to Margaret Sanger. So whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, you have to think that Planned Parenthood has a really fucked up racist past Planned Parenthood hasn't, hasn't exactly separated I mean, itself. You don't even have to think that it has a fucked up racist past. Like it, It's literally it factual. Planned Parenthood has, has actually actively tried to separate themselves from Margaret, Margaret Sanger because they know of, of the origins of the entire organization. Yes. But despite that, it's still having a very disproportionate effect mm-hmm. on the community that it was a, intended originally to have an effect on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it it's it, it it's it's messed up because you're kind of like pushing people towards the, the wrong problems. Like when you're talking about issues in the black community, like this should be a big issue. I know, like people like to talk, like like BLM likes to talk about, like their their one focus is on police. They're like, oh, this they these these cops are killing black people but they when you start talking about 
um, I know this is the talking, this is right wing talking point, but like the black on black violence, like that, that's a, that's an issue too. No, that's not even a right wing talking point. That's mm-hmm. a factual talking. It's a factual B- talking BLM, point. BLM, the organization itself, the people who run the organization, mm-hmm. are are fucking hucksters. They're bad. Like they're bad people. Like they're, the, the they're one awful fucking. The, Patrice Coulors. Yes, that's what I was going to talk about. She is a massive piece of shit. She's a monster. Who has been misappropriating at this point, like how many millions of dollars that mm. she claims, oh, the the only reason I can't keep track of it is because of these, these racist laws. <laughs> While she's buying houses that are worth millions of dollars. She has purchased millions of dollars on real estate. Yes. She's paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to her immediate family. Mm-hmm. She's a fucking, she's a fraud. She's a full-blown fraud who hijacked a movement mm-hmm. for her own personal benefit. Yeah. That, that, so she can she can go take a fly, flying fuck off a cliff. Yeah, she can walk into the middle of the freeway. Like, she, the thing is, they think that history here is racist because people came to a different country and they explored and they, I mean... Of course, we there's dark parts of history where the entirety of history is is racist. It's the, not the, only white people that did, it's a human it it's, the, it's it's a human condition where we're trying to survive and then we want to make our community our society better. That that's just what what happens. It's tribalism and classism, and this is the most current iteration yeah. that we have to deal with, and that's why that's the one that that we're talking about the yeah. most. Which literally. Which every society has done this. At, every single one every of them. Single, doesn't matter. There's every white, single society Asians. throughout history, it does not matter what your skin color is. You, Your ancestors have subjugated somebody else. Mm-hmm. That is, once again, part of the human condition. The most recent iteration of that problem is what we're dealing with right now, mm-hmm. which I do believe has to be addressed because there is a... There is definitely no question. There's a a, a disparity mm-hmm. that that has to be addressed because of generational wealth. That certain people uh, have a a benefit from, other people don't have that same benefit. That is something that I do believe that that yeah. we should address. But it is not specifically an issue of a particular skin color or a particular ethnicity. It is literally bred into our genes it is a a, all it is is it's just an extrapolation of tribalism yeah and this is what we're talking about earlier when the things that communism got right on paper was Karl marx talked about um he talked about class issues not the class class issue that's that's a hundred percent a real thing yeah i mean i think all of it so to me it it doesn't come down to a skin color. It, it comes down to tribalism and classism. You're going to have the people that you consider to be in, in your tribe, the people that mm-hmm. you can relate to the most. And then even within that tribe, there's going to be classism. Like the, yeah. the base problem is the elites subjugating everybody else below them. Yeah. And then when you add the tribalism into it, which, which can be expanded into racism uh because you know if if you uh if you have a a group of people and this isn't the case in in every single situation but if you have a group of people where nobody knows each other yeah 
you're going to gravitate towards the people that you you feel the most familiar with, that seem yeah. the most familiar, which are going to be be the people that look like you. That is a, a natural human reaction. Doesn't mean it's a right. It does absolutely does not mean it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But it's a natural survival mechanism. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that, that we need to be working on overcoming. Yeah. Like we, we need to be fighting. We absolutely need to be fighting against nature. That's what humans have been doing since humans have existed. Yeah. Is fighting against nature for survival. And this is another step in fighting against nature is getting over this, this fucking tribalism bullshit. Yeah. Cause it's, I, this is like some, like a battle I had with, um, kind of like a Thomas Sowell type, type of philosophy and, and a lot of libertarianism is like what they would talk about with, with civil rights. Cause like the, the, one of the biggest criticism I've ever heard of libertarianism is they're just some of the people that are in the libertarian, uh, like they have that philosophy is talking about the the civil rights movement and thomas Sowell's a conservative by the way he's but he also has a, like a lot of libertarian small government opinions genius by the way um but they don't believe that the government should have implemented a lot of the civil rights stuff because they think it made it worse they made poverty worse and uh are you um, talking about like the the welfare state yeah, they, it's, they, it's giving incentives for having broken families. Yeah, and, and and like the more you learn about it, you're like, oh, they got a good point. Like LBJ was maybe one of the he he expanded the welfare state to like what it is today. He's one of the most damaging presidents in his uh, presidents in history outside of maybe Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. I think LBJ might be worse just because of where we're living through what like Wood Woodrow Wilson was a vicious racist and he didn't he play like what was that what was the Well like Woodrow Wilson was a, a literal white supremacist yeah. like a literal white supremacist but as the old saying goes the uh the road to hell is paved with good intentions Yes LBJ said some things that are a lot worse than that, mm. where it's something along the lines of if we implement these policies, these N words are going to be voting for us for generations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him, that might have been one of his cabinet members. That, FDR, that another that. Bad, really bad president that, like, a lot of people, like, they they idolize so they they think that he's this great president, but he was actually not a great president. Um, he. Just, just a lot of the stuff with with the gold standard. He, um, he, I don't want to get too much in the weeds on FDR because we got, but FDR, uh, he, we would have got out of the Great Depression a lot faster was if it wasn't for his policies. And there's a lot of studies that back that up. There's a UCLA uh, study that backs that up because he he started implementing all these crazy, like he expanded the government. He also stacked. The Supreme Court, like he did a lot of really bad shit, and he said well, really I think bad. He was president. using wartime powers to expand yeah. the the power of the federal government, which has kind of become a a trend. Yeah. Since then. Yeah, FDR was he's he 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 was a good president. Like everyone that's that's on the left that tries to tell me that, I'm like, no, no, he's not. Like, stop. Like he's he's. I know he's on on your team, but like, just stop. 
He's not. He's he was an authoritarian. He expanded the government. Uh, he he set up to the government. And if when you're talking about when we talked about an APP, well, you guys talked about an APP today. The the industrial, the military industrial complex. Yeah, the Iron Triangle. The Iron Triangle. He's one of the guys that set that up. Like he is one of the main guys that that set kind of like the tone for all that stuff. Like you, you got to think of that. It's it doesn't start from Eisenhower because Eisenhower he saw it well, and he was like, "Whoa, uh, this is kind of fucked up." But, Eisenhower experienced that because he was a general during World War II. He was a five star general during World War II, so he saw mm-hmm. the interconnection between the the government and. The military industrial complex. I mean, the, the yeah, literal it, military yeah, he industrial was, complex. He was He saw the, there. the threats of it, and that's why that's that's one of the things that he was warning everybody mm-hmm. about in his farewell address is because he was like, okay, this this got us through World War II, but holy shit, you guys, you got to watch out for this because he this was, is bad news. Yeah, because he was president, or he was a general when Alan Dulles was uh, when he was in charge of the CIA. He was also there when during the FBI when they had uh, Edgar J. Hoover. He saw the most evil fucked up. Oh, and J. Edgar Hoover was a huge fucking cocksucker. I just listened to a five huge part cocksucker. a five part uh, podcast about him. Whoa! I want to throw it out there. It's not because he's he's an alleged cross dresser. It's because mm-hmm. J. Edgar Hoover was a huge fucking cocksucker. Yeah. He he started Oh, also FDR. <laughs> Back to FDR because J. Edgar Hoover was the um in charge of the 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 FBI then. They started the bugging people during FDR. Like J. Edgar Hoover was like, we need to bug these people because they might be communists. So that started under FDR. Remember that. The whole surveillance state Started under FDR, so it was the the beta version of the the, uh, the Patriot, Patriot Act. Act. Yeah, yeah. So it started there. So, to me, one of the worst presidents of all time, because how much he did and how much damage he did. There was presidents that didn't do shit. I wouldn't compare them, saying like, "Oh, they're they're the worst ever." They didn't do anything. So I, I think I I think you're a better president for that for not doing anything. Just fucking hang out. Just staying out of the way. Yeah, do what Teddy Roosevelt did. Just he's like, uh, they're like, "Where's Teddy Roosevelt?" He's he's hunting right now. He's he's fist fighting a moose. <laughs> Come back when he's done. That guy rules. Um, uh, I mean, Roosevelt was a was a a war hawk. I mean, he wasn't a perfect president, but no, at he, the very he least, he he presented a he had an understanding of war, and he presented a a strong front to the rest of the world. And that's he also that, set up, um, I mean the national parks, who, who which, was, yeah, only we're, we're the, we're no country stronger than us at, at, um, at protecting parks. If you're an environmentalist and you try to tell me that, that Europe does this or that, like, go fuck yourself. You don't know what you're talking about. They don't like you. There, there is. Oh, they don't have mean, the protections that we have. You mean the 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 countries over in Europe that are the size of a single fucking state in America? Yeah. They're protecting a small portion of oh, of thanks, other guys. countries. Um, Way to go! Yeah, go fuck yourself. You don't know what you're talking about. I, I kind of don't know what I'm talking about either, but I know I know things and stuff. No, I think that the the respect for 
well, no, it, it's not the respect for Europe that's overblown. It's the it's the hate for America. It's the hate for America that's that's overblown because people single out America as being like, oh, we're such a racist, horrible country. You go to a Scandinavian country, mm-hmm. look around and, and and see how much actual integration there is going <laughs> yeah. on. Literally everybody is it's, white. They're so homogenized. Go watch a fucking go watch a soccer game over there when they play a brown country. Oh, you know what? <laughs> go over to China and tell yeah. me tell me how integrated their society is. They don't even like people that look like them. They don't even like yeah. Japanese. It's like you you like, can they, be they from look just like you. You can be from literally a different part of the same fucking nation. Yeah. And they're going to hate you for it. Doesn't matter doesn't matter about your skin color. No, it's just you're from a different part of the same fucking country or you have a different belief system and they fucking hate you for yeah. it. Yeah. And they will be open about it. Oh, and yeah. And not only that, like, you'll have fucking, you'll have McDonald's that will, like, McDonald's, KFC, whatever fast food chain, mm-hmm. they will literally, there has been a, a recorded situation very mm-hmm. recently where they literally put signs on the doors saying... No black people allowed. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was within the last ten years. America's that was probably within the last five years. I think I don't even happened. think it's that old. I, I remember seeing that like not too long ago. Yeah, it's, it is. It is absolute bullshit that that people are saying that America is such a racist country. America is the least racist country in the world. It's, it's like it's not even close. Like stop. I I wholeheartedly agree that America yeah. is literally the least racist country on the planet. Yeah. Because you go to any other country, either they're not considered racist because they're all the exact same ethnicity, mm-hmm. or they just use America as a punching bag while they're calling like any other ethnicity ethnicity by fucking racial slurs. You know who's racist is the government. Like they when they by by LBJ doing all that shit that like they are trying to make the country they. They profit off of it. They, they wanted us to be racist, but they were not. We're, we're, we're a community-based. Like, walk outside, and I'm not a Obama fan, but I remember he, well, first off, he's a monster, and he's, a, he's, he's done some of the worst shit any president has done in history. Uh, I'll put that caveat out there. I would say the most extrajudicial killings of any president in history. Yeah. But he had this, I remember he was on the Mark Marin podcast and he talked about like after the Sandy Hook thing, how he would like go out to the different communities and he said something. He was just like, every community I ever went to as a president, they're all exactly the same. They all want the same things. They want what's best for their family. And uh, they, they, yeah, it's, that's always, that's always a thing. It's always what's best for my family and, and, and what's like, it's never like it's, they never talk about race ever. No one's ever like, oh yeah, we'd get some of these black guys out here. I'm, I'm sure they're not going to tell them that, by the way. Well, you know what the thing is that the average person on the street that you run into, if you're cool with them, they're going to be cool with you. It is yeah. literally the the outside edges of the bell curve mm-hmm. that are the ones that are, are extremists in either direction. Yeah, that that are biased towards any particular race. Yeah, but if you put if you put like a normal, well-adjusted person in a situation, like in a, a room with people from any ethnicity, mm-hmm. if all of them are well-adjusted people, they're going to get along with each other just fine because fucking race and ethnicity and culture mm-hmm. is a whole bunch of bullshit that's going to be gone in 
like another couple hundred years. Yeah, like it, it, the shit that we're fighting over right now is fucking dumb. Yeah. It, it's also, it's like, uh, like when you meet people in the military, like when, when, when you're, when you're together with other, like a black guy, Mexican, Puerto Rican, white guy, they're you like, keep an eye we, on your belongings. So they yeah, get like stolen. that guy's no. going to protect my fucking ass. If we're fighting no, yeah, a war. Ex- exactly. They were like, if you're working this, like a blue collar job, like they're like, if, if like, say a, a black dude has never really been around white people before and a white guy's never been around black people. They're like, Oh, okay. They meet each other. They're like, Oh, you're fine. Whatever. And like, we, we all do the same job and like they, they figure it out. I think societies eventually like ours, they naturally integrate going back to what I was saying about the LBJ, um, kind of like government sanctioned, um, trying to get rid of racism with their what they what they said would would do it. It happens naturally. People will want to be around each other. It will happen naturally. Like your neighbor is gonna like. I mean, my I live in outside of Austin, and my neighbor like like I'm Mexican. My neighbors are Mexican. Wait, what? Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm not proud of it. Okay. Okay. No, but they, we, we all like my my neighbor. I have neighbors that are white. There's I have black neighbors, and we we all talk about our guns. We talk about our families. We talk about having parties at our house. Like we all have things in common. And like we were like, and like I've talked about this probably like on five episodes straight. Episode straight is you want to form these communities by growing your own food you want to have your own guns because eventually we're going to be moving back to that i'm going to keep warning about that because we need to form our own communities we need to own as much as we can i i think buying a home which i mean they're the the government's going to probably price me out by raising my taxes pretty soon but yeah well it's it's primarily going to be corporations like BlackRock and Vanguard and Blackstone that are going to make homeowning a a thing of the past if they have their way. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a way to fight back. Has their way. There's got to be a way to fight back, and forming your communities is the the right track. Buy guns, buy ammunition. Don't let the don't let the the media tell you that your guns are evil because they're not. I'm I've I've I'm not a gun expert and I never claim to be, but I wholeheartedly a second amendment absolutist i don't think you should own fucking missiles maybe you should i don't know but (laughs) i'm just kidding but you you need to be able to protect your home because things might get a little fucked up if you if you want an ar-15 you should have an ar-15 who fucking cares like every single tyrannical government in history has started off the process of subjugating their populace Mm -hmm. by taking away their weapons there are certain risks that you have to take to protect your own freedom and some of those risks are putting guns in the hands of of the wrong people if you take the guns away from everybody though I have a feeling that there are some some Jewish communities uh, circa the yes. late 1930s that really wish that they had guns available yeah. to them. So the, the, the same people that said to abolish the police, to defund the police, they want regular citizens like me and you, your neighbor, your 
family. They want them to not have guns like AR-15s, but they want the police to have them? Explain that to me. That makes zero sense to me. Well, no, what doesn't make sense to me is they'll they'll talk about abolishing the police while hiring private security that are yeah. carrying the weapons that they're that they're demonizing. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah. I I think ultimately, like what you were getting at earlier, community is 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 really the the ultimate answer. Like we we've got to get back to that. We we got to grow our own food. You we're if we're gonna be going back to feudalism. I think a way to fight, uh, like mental health, it, like to make it better, is you start creating like purpose. Like, oh, I'm a great fucking farmer. I know how to grow tomatoes. I know how to make my my soil rich. I like. I'll sell you all this shit that I'm making right now. This is what I'm great at. And everyone's like, this dude's fucking great at make at vegetables. He's great at growing shit. I can't. I don't have a green finger. This guy does. I'm gonna trade with him. I had the green finger once. I had to go to Planned Parenthood to get it fixed, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> but they gave me some antibiotics, and I felt a lot better afterwards. Speaking of Planned Parenthood, uh, Planned Parenthood hasn't exactly separated from separated itself from Sanger and her racist past. Today, an estimated 79% of all Planned Parenthood, we were talking about this earlier, are located in black or Hispanic neighborhoods. So about 80%. According to the CDC, in the years 2019 to 2020, 38% of all abortions done by Planned Parenthood were done by black mothers. That is around 134,850 in just one year. In Jesus. 2018, the rates for white women were around 38%, 6.3 abortions per 1,000 women. Black women were around 33.6% for every 1,000, <laughs> accounting for 21%. Don't uh, no, no, it's 21 abortions per 1,000. So 33%, 21 per 1,000 for black women. And Hispanic women is 20%. 10.9 abortions per 1,000 women. Another alarming issue is the fertility rate for all women has been dropping. That's that's kind of interesting. So starting in 1990, for white women, their their fertility rate went from 1.85 to to 2010 to 1.79. In 2018, uh, for white women, 1.64. For black women, was let me put this on the, the screen so you guys can see this. I'm going to make this a little bigger because it's it's a little harder to follow. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. So if you're on audio, I, I, I invite you to watch this on, on YouTube. So 20 and, and so for black women in 1990, uh, black women's fertility went from 2.55, which uh, it's pretty high. Uh, in 2010, it dropped to 1.97, and in 2018, it went to 1.79. And for Hispanic women, it went from 1990 to 2.96, 2010, 2.35, and, his, uh, and 2018, 1.96. Yeah, so so I guess this, this is a, also a very interesting thing about... I know Dan Holloway has talked about... Um, like the rates of testosterone going down. So now we're talking about 
birth rates going down. So it's whatever they're doing. If they're trying to fix the population, it it's apparently working. So like you, I mean that's a that's a big number. Like the Hispanic went, went down by a full percentage point. The the black it's man that's another full percentage point. Whites not as not as much like no one by point two percent, but that that that's an issue. Yeah. When so I know a lot of people are having trouble having kids. I'm not. I have I have super sperm, so good for me. <laughs> but there's an issue happening where people you're boarding kids um baby you're having issues with with fertility fertility rates are 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 down who knows like i don't know how they measure it maybe they have less eggs whatever but something's going on i figured it was a ratio of like how much of the baby comes out when they give birth <laughs> only two percent came out this time <laughs> uh yeah so it's it, it's something to, to, to look for because i mean we've talked about um we've talked about depopulation we've we've talked about the wef we've talked about um agenda 21 where they want to depopulate the the world you have the Club of Rome. You have uh, the 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 three hundred, whatever the fuck they're called. Uh, the Spartans. Spartans. There you go. Battle of the Hot Gates. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you you have all these these people that have said they they want the population to decrease. That this is how they feel, even though we're not this, the world's as much as they have said that. The world is overpopulated. That's not true at all. It's, it's not even not. close. Like we we have too many resources now through capitalism. By the way, I'm a capitalist. I know I, we've we've made some communist things. Like, but I'm 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 a capitalist. Well, it's it's not an issue with the lack of food. It's an issue with the logistics of transferring the food to where it's needed mm-hmm. and the benefit of transferring the food to where it's needed. So if yeah. if you're not making any money off of sending the food to where people need food, mm-hmm. there's really no incentive for it. So, I mean, to me personally, I, I think that's understandable because not everybody can be, you know, just a, a full on mm-hmm. philanthropist or as, as Charlie from it's always sunny in Philadelphia would say <laughs> a full on rapist. Um, yeah. But that that's also one of the issues that I have with uh, with the idea of equity over yeah. equality is if there's no incentive to do something, people aren't going to do it. Yeah, we have an abundance of food. We have we have more food waste than there are hungry people to feed at this point. That's a result of having no incentive to get the food to those people because we're still living in a pre-scarcity society. Yeah. Technically. Um, I don't have a solution to that. I think that that's something that we're going to have to live with for a while until people that are much, 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 Mm. much smarter than me are able to come up with a a solution to it. Some way to, uh, honestly, some way to monetize it. Yeah. Uh, Until we don't, there's until we don't need money anymore. 
Yeah, there there's people that that run the world, and they're the people that make all your decisions. They're the ones that that will create a pandemic for a virus that only kills point zero 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 one percent of the world. Completely shut down everything. I think possibly less lethal than the flu, but I haven't checked the numbers recently because they're not. It's not. They're they're not accurate. No, um, and that that's an episode we can do later on. That would probably be a Patreon episode where we're talking about. I this is a little teaser, but the C. I I know I have. I'm not gonna say if it's a friend or member of my family that works in hospitals where the original um, outbreak happened in the, on the East Coast, worked in hospitals over there, and he has some interesting things about how we treated it and how the administration of hospitals forced them to do certain things they weren't comfortable with. But that's a little teaser for a future episode. Had a whole lot to do with money. Yes. But yeah, we'll talk about that later. I have some good stories about that. But um, so to finish this off, Margaret Sanger advocated for the reduction of black people. That's a fact. So like, it's I'm not just saying this. She advocated for that. She was the eugenist after the Nazi Germany after Nazi Germany fell. For people that to say that it was a different time are totally full of shit. I said this in the beginning. I want to reiterate that it's totally full of shit. When, when she advocated for this stuff, it wasn't popular at all. Lena Dunham, who took the name of the original of our oh. original podcast, SeaWords Podcast. Jesus Christ, I gagged. Oh, yeah. I, I, I wanted to add in Lena Dunham just because of you. Lena Dunham. Oh, she is such fucking trash. She, oh, yeah. She's, she's a bag of tr- garbage. She's a fucking pig. Lena Dunham praised Margaret Sanger, claiming that it of was a... Of course she did, because she... Lena Dunham is a fucking rapist pedophile. <laughs> yeah. And incestuous she, rapist pedophile. And she touched her, like, little brother. Yeah, she, incestuous rapist pedophile. Yeah. And she's not even funny. No, she's, she's not funny. She made, she made a show about her parents paying for her to live in New York City. And for some reason, people like that stuff. And she has a, the gall to... To try and be a voice for struggling people. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Lena Dunham. Yeah, Lena Dunham, you can go fuck yourself. Just don't, yeah. don't fuck any of your siblings anymore. Yeah, you sick piece of shit. What a cunt! You're a cunt. Lena Dunham is a cunt. So she, she claimed that Margaret Sanger was living in a different time. <laughs> she goes on to say, "Quote: Let me get something clear." Racism and ableism does not have a place at Planned Parenthood. As sure as hell don't represent the organization's commitment to equality. That's all she talks. That's all fat lesbian talks. While there's no question Margaret left behind a conflicting legacy, there's no question that she's a champion of progress. So she... Oh, God damn it. God fucking damn it. Lena Dunham, you know what? You know who else was living in a different fucking time? Christopher Columbus, Adolf Hitler, Mao Zedong, (laughs) Joseph Stalin, (laughs) Genghis Khan. Literally every other monster throughout history was living in a different fucking time. Do not make excuses for Margaret Sanger just because you're a a fucking 
bullshit faux feminist. Who? You who, dumb fucking bitch. You know, who knows? So abortion is accepted by about probably like 40% of the uh, the population. Like uh, pro-choice. I wouldn't say abortion, but pro-choice is around like 40, 50%. I'm kind of making that up. I don't know the numbers. But, Most statistics but, are made up on the spot anyway. Yeah, I'm on the spot. But, so, say 50 years from now, when, what if abortion is completely getting, gotten rid of? Like, we've, like, science has moved on and we've, we figured out how to, for someone not to have, like, we, we figured out birth control. Where, 50 years from now, we're going to have much more advanced birth control and we're most likely going to have artificial wombs. So even if, yeah. if you're not preventing the gestation of a child, you're going to have an artificial womb that they can go into. So just think about how bad, like if, are people going to have the same opinions about abortion as like slavery? You're like, oh, but like people back then during slavery, they're just like, I don't know, this is kind of bad. Like some people were like the abolitionists who obviously hated it, but there were some they're like, oh, this is necessary. That's their choice. It's their land. Whatever they can do, whatever they want. You there is an argument that 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 same way of thinking could be for what's happening right now. Fast forward fifty years from now, you're like, whoa, that was kind of fucked up. So like she. Lena Dunham could be on the wrong. I think I hundred percent think she was on the. Lena wrong Dunham side of history. is one hundred percent on the wrong side of history. I, yeah, I can, they think I it's can like guarantee that because even by modern standards, she is a massive fucking cunt. Yeah, massive cunt. That's. I mean, she has one, and she is one. But that's that's an argument that I've made before. Is if you go forward a hundred years from now. I think anybody who currently eats meat is going to be considered a barbarian because we're going to have artificial meat. We're going to have advances in technology that are going to make a lot of the things that... How does that make you feel? That, sick to my fucking stomach. Is that Lena Dunham right there? Uh, I have... It's... <laughs> it's an overweight, unattractive woman, so I would assume it's Lena Dunham. She's fat and disgusting. Oh, look at that one right there. Is that her? Oh, my God. That... What the hell? Yeah, yeah, that's her right there. Uh, again, I, I, I would like to repeat myself. Lena Dunham, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, Lena Dunham. But a hundred years from now, I hope no one ever gets the, you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't ever. I don't think she, she will have kids because she's just gonna keep killing them. That's the same thing for Stevie. Didn't Stevie Nick say like, oh, if I wouldn't have my abortion, you would never got me music. Like, wow, that's a, that's a kind of a. Well, I have a feeling that Stevie Nicks had so much cocaine blown up her vagina during her her heyday that yeah. she was probably sterile. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, that being said, made some great music. I Fleetwood do like. Mac, I would. You know, when I was writing made this, some good songs. I think that she has a great voice. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a little bit more respect for Adam. Doesn't like her. Uh, Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Oh, he, I I don't like her either. I think she's got a great voice though. I I liked. Uh, what was that one? Chain. Fuck, what was the name of that? Where it, like, the song changes three times. I can't remember the name of the song, but something Chain. But that's a great song. I, I saw her in concert. She was awful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She sucked. She was so bad. That's a wonderful review of Stevie but she, Nicks. She has good songs, but she she only did like her her songs that no one's ever heard. Oh, like, I think she's an insufferable bitch. Yeah, she's a cunt. She did a bunch of songs that no one that does it. Like, 
None of her casuals would know. Like, oh, let's go see her. No, like literally anything that she did outside of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, I'm going to go play all my new songs. Like, what? No. Yeah, nobody wants to hear that shit. Stevie uh, Nicks. Just fuck it. Stevie Nicks, cunt. Oh, let me switch over. Just play so, that fucking... Stevie Nicks, cunt. Snow-covered hill song and and keep doing cocaine. Yeah. Um, um, I, I honestly... I honestly think that the majority, well, not the majority, a lot of the things that that we do on a day-to-day basis right now are going to be considered barbaric. Yeah. If you go far enough in the future. Eating meat is mm-hmm. going to be considered barbaric at some we're, point. We're gonna because we're going to start growing it in labs. Yeah, we're going to have lab-grown meat. Having abortions is going to be considered barbaric because we're going to have either artificial womb. Well, we're both going to have artificial wombs and we're going to have advancements in birth control Mm -hmm. where I personally think that it's going to get to the point where it's going to be like a switch where once kids are at a certain age, you just kind of flip the switch off. Mm -hmm. And then once they're ready to have kids, they can flip the switch back. on. I mean, it's not going to be a literal switch. It's like you, you give a kid some sort of uh, treatment or injection. They're not going to be fertile until they decide that they want to have kids. I don't want to they live get, in that world. They get another treatment, and then they can have kids. I, I really um, hope that there's no... Uh, um, I mean, it's you, a, a you ever heard of, like, recycled ideal, souls? But, like, where you just keep... Where you're... Like, when you die, you just go into another soul. Like reincarnation? You, reincarnation. I hope that it's not real, because eventually you'll see the end of the world, and you'll see the worst shit ever. That's, that's my fear. I hope that's not real. Because I hope when you die, you just die, and it's over. But it could be that we've already gone through that before, and we just don't have the the past memories. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, it it doesn't matter because you're not going to know if you get reincarnated if you don't have any past memories. That's true. Another person that prays uh, Margaret Sanger is uh, our uh, fan favorite, by the way, uh, Hillary Clinton. Oh yeah. Uh, she was saw that coming. Big fan. Huge fan. So she wrote, or she said in this uh, same. I didn't. I didn't even look at where, where she said this at. But they say, there, there. I think it was like some kind of Margaret Sanger uh, thing. I don't know. I should have looked more into this, but I don't give a fuck. This is the end. Uh, she says, "Quote: When I think about what Sanger did all those years in Brooklyn, I'm really in awe of her. And there are a lot of lessons that we can learn from her life and the cause she launched and fought for and sacrificed so greatly." Hillary Clinton also pushed for the crime bill, by the way. A bill that locked up thousands of black people for nonviolent crimes and called black people super predators. So that should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I I guess her views are matching up pretty well with Margaret Sanger's. Yeah, she's a modern day Margaret Sanger. Yeah. Yeah, she, she she's a fucking monster. <laughs> Except Hillary Clinton might be responsible for more deaths than Margaret Sanger. Oh, yeah. Directly too. Yeah, directly. Oh man, I, I the the Clinton episode's coming very soon. It, it's 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 I I need to be angry enough because we I I'm just I'm trying to decide what we're gonna do next week. It, it, well, also we need to get all of our last will and testaments together before we openly talk shit about the Clintons. I also want her to die first, so we got the full story. Oh no, she's gonna she's gonna outlive Queen Elizabeth. I think Bill Clinton's dead. Uh, on the inside, for sure. Have you seen you him spin- lately? Dude, Bill Clinton is hundred percent dead. You spend that much time with Hillary Clinton and mm-hmm. tell me that you're not just a husk of a man. Have you ever seen? So there's this 
oh, there's this documentary about the Illuminati, and there's this video. It's creepy as fuck. I wish I had this pulled up, but it's like a long uh, documentary. But it's of Bill Clinton, and he's like sitting there, and they're doing his makeup, and he looks like there's nothing there. Like he's just like sitting there, like, and they're like putting on their. I I have to find it. It's so cre- it's so creepy. It's got to be man. I I, I want to find this now. This because it's it's it it creeps it fucking creeps me out. Let me see if I can find it in my history. Because it is it's. Oh man, I made a great I made a great um fake news thumbnail by the way. Um. Where is it? Yeah, but there is... I'm not going to be able to find it. Whatever. Maybe I'll post it on... I'll post it on Instagram later on. All right. But there is an actual video of uh, Bill Clinton where he's just sitting there and they're putting, like, makeup on him. They're, like, trying to make... uh, Trying to make it look like he doesn't have any bruises from Hillary beating the fuck out of him. Yeah. I want to show you it, but it won't be on this episode. Maybe I'll, I'll put it in post. I always say that. I never do. But um, it it it's creepy. Just telling you that right now. I'm sure someone like uh, um, some of the guys in the YouTube chat will know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, like, uh, is it frightening me? Oh, frightening me, dude! Frightening me. Fright. Shout out to frightening yeah. me. He's Shout he's in the chat fright. every week. Yeah. Um, you have the best shit, and like he also he he a lot of the ideas I have in like I'll be like I'm gonna talk about this next week, and he'd be like, dude, talk about this too, right? Fuck yeah, that that dude's great. He I has, had I had what I thought was one of the most esoteric fucking topics I could think of for Iconoblast. Yeah. And I had to tell him in advance, which, Fright, you remember this, I had to tell you in advance, don't spoil the ending because I already know that you know what the ending is. <laughs> I love that dude. He's great. Yeah. And I, I gotta give him a shout out all the time because he's, he's, he's in, shout out to everyone in the chats every week. Um, I can't say him on the top top of my head, but it's just, it's the same guys. We I feel like we add a few every week, so it's definitely growing. We're gonna do a live show soon, so stay tuned for that. the The YouTube is set up now. This channel that we're doing is now set up to do live. Apparently, you have to wait twenty four hours to do your first live. So it's all set up. Maybe tomorrow. Don't know yet. It just depends on everyone's schedule because we won't be able to do the Patreon tonight. But we might do a 10-minute or maybe 30-minute Q&A before, while everyone's getting all set up in here. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be the end. Um, do you want to want to do a quick little plug on Iconoblast? Uh, yeah, Iconoblast podcast, uh, history show on the Drinking Bros History Channel on YouTube. You can follow us at Iconoblast Podcast. You can follow me at Coop Newcomb. You can follow my co-host at Joel R. Benner. Our most recent topic was Mayhem, the black metal band. Yeah, which uh, I missed. I didn't realize. I forgot it was Monday. I like being in the chats. I missed it. Yeah, I love the the Monday night premieres that we do. It's it's the highlight of the week. It's almost like going to therapy if if therapy made you more crazy. I I love the chats, and um, I'm hoping we can we can pull some of your your guys's YouTube fan base over here 
to our channel because it's basically the same people, which is great. There's been a whole lot of crossover. And, yeah. oh, so uh, I've gotten some messages on Instagram from mm-hmm. people that said that they found Iconoblast through listening to Con Men. What? <laughs> which that's, I, that's crazy. I thought was fucking awesome. So, yeah, we're growing, guys. So, yeah, there's uh, there's definitely some cross-promotion going on there. Uh, but, yeah, Monday nights at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, we do the live premieres for Iconoblast episodes. Uh, me and my co-host, Joel, sit in the live chat mm-hmm. and talk to everybody and answer questions. It's like drunk history if drunk history was more offensive. It's it's amazing. It's, it's, it's one of the best shows like here it's one of like austin in the city of austin where it's just a lot of content history podcasts if if there's no one that knows more about history that i know personally than coop so it's that's why this show works out great because there's a lot of crossover from history and conspiracies they kind of go hand in hand it's the perfect mixture it's a, a nice little peanut butter and jelly sandwich if yeah. a peanut butter and jelly sandwich involved more pedophilia. Yeah, and a bullet to the back of your fucking left ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so check us out. Um, Con Men Podcast on Instagram. Con underscore man underscore podcast. Which um, I just put out a video and it got banned in like 80 fucking countries. Except for the United States. So that means it's good. It's good. It's going to go in the beginning of... It, you guys have probably already seen it already. It's on on YouTube. It's um, it's the Las Vegas shooter one. Uh, also, Yeah, so Instagram, we, we might get banned pretty soon. So I don't know how you guys are going to find this shit. But uh, find us on Twitter, which I don't think we'll get banned on Twitter. I think you have more freedom on Twitter, surprisingly. Once Elon Musk buys it. No, he's already backed out, so it's not happening. Yeah, So. Conman at it's at at Conman Podcast One all one all one word. Uh, we're also on Facebook where we have like eight people that follow it. So yeah, it's only people over sixty <laughs> yeah. that use Facebook. Anymore. We have like we have six hundred on Instagram and like fucking nine on on Facebook. But then we have like around two hundred on Twitter. But it's growing. I mean, we we added like fifty new followers on Instagram. So keep following. Tell all your friends about us. Uh, Patreon, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Patreon. And by the way, got to give a shout out to our Patreon followers, which I have right in front of me for our $3 tier, the Gulag gang. Of course, we got to give a big shout out to Ben Garcia, the OG original, original member of the Patreon. Big shout out, Ben Garcia. Fuck yeah. Uh, Olin Miller. I think that's how you say his name. He hasn't corrected me yet. If I'm saying your name wrong, DM me on Patreon. I will. I will. I will write back. I always. I'm constantly checking that shit. Or if you're on Instagram, hit me up. I I will check and I'll I'll, I'll try to find you. Oh, uh, Mike M. Uh, another. He he's been on there for a while. Lucas R. He's one of our our newest uh, subscribers on Patreon, and our our. And then the next tier, the ten dollar tier, we got the Wrestle El Amnesio, David Klein. By the way, gonna fight El Amnesio. He's coming in the studio. He's a um, he's an expert. He won't admit he's an expert, but he's an expert on drones. He's murdered a lot of people at weddings. So keep that in mind. We're gonna break down UFOs Which, on, on uh, an episode. By the way, David, great UFO episode. With Iconoblast, it's going to come out soon. Uh, still working on the editing process. 
It's a lot. It's a lot of editing. So don't don't take it the wrong way. When you're coming to our show, we might do it live. We don't give a fuck. We had a lot of, uh, well, specifically Joel has a lot of footage to line up with the audio because we were watching UFO videos while we were talking about them. So there's there's a lot of overlays to set up. He's it's, got to do a lot of posts, and also he's Mexican, yeah. so he's a lazy fucking Mexican. Oh, God, tell yeah, me about it. fucking my dad's Mexican. I'm like, he's like retired. I'm like, are you going to get another job? What are you doing? You're just going to hang out? Hang out with your girlfriend all day? Oh, fucking loser? Going against the culture right there. Yeah, like, get a job. Or fucking, I don't know. Um, on our next uh, our next person, at Dakota Robbins. So, uh, he's in the $10 tier. Keith Collar. Uh, we, we've added a few people on the $10 tier. By the way, he's, it's going to be Royal Rumble. But it's everyone just being up El Amnesio. Keith it's going to be a mass murder. Oh, yeah, and These we're gonna we're getting into all on film. Come to our new, uh, come to the studio before we move because we'll be in uh, West Austin, so that's a little farther drive. Uh, Rooster, that that's his name. His name is Rooster. I I grew up with a guy named Rooster, and he was he was a psychopath. Yeah, Rooster Cogburn. Yeah, <laughs> true grit. Uh, and our last member of the ten dollar tier, David Jones. Welcome to the ten dollar tier, Davy Jones. I've I've heard a lot about his oh, yeah. locker. Yeah, he loved you in Pirates of the Caribbean. Also, he's big follower on Instagram. So I'm, I'm glad you finally joined the Patreon. Welcome, dude. Uh, and then our last tier, we got one member, but he's in the elite of elites. Like he he's in the skull and bones tier, the twenty dollar tier. Does Matt, that mean we have to lay in a coffin and masturbate in front of him? I was just going to say that. Fuck. But he, has, but we, he has to watch us. Well, actually, he has to do it, and we have to watch him. So we got to watch you masturbate oh, in okay. the coffin. Oh, I'm fine with that. So Matt Spears got to show us your taint. So it's You better gonna, put on a good show, dude. Yeah. I've seen and, a whole lot of guys jerk off before. It yeah. needs to be pretty fucking impressive. And we're going to yell at you like, like get it hard. Get it hard. Oh God, I'm having flashbacks. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be real intense. We're turning the lights off except for one red light. <laughs> it's one overhead light directly yeah. shining on you, and the rest of the room is gonna be dark. Yeah, it's gonna. We're be- all gonna be marry- wearing the the eyes wide shut masks. <laughs> it's gonna look like a Stanley Kubrick film, but it's gonna be an even less happy ending. Dude, did you know that that mansion was it was the Rockefeller uh, mansion? It's the actual Rockefeller oh, mansion. Oh fuck that. That doesn't surprise me, actually. That's wild. I didn't know that, but that doesn't fully surprise me. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a big movie guy, but I, I mean, have, they probably I have, didn't even have to get any extras. That was just a whole bunch of people hanging out at the Rockefeller Mansion, fucking yeah. each other. Yeah, they're <laughs> they they're just like don't just don't film in the basement. That's it. You're good. No, they're all the guests were just like, uh, is it okay if we just put on masks? Yeah. Oh yeah, that that'll yeah, look great. Yeah, that's fine. Just continue what you were doing. Put on these masks and robes. <laughs> yeah, so that that's oh, all. Oh, and hide the kids because that's that's going to yeah, get us them, higher than an those, R rating. Those, put them back on the basement shelf. It'll it'll tempt Tom Cruise too much. <laughs> There's a lot to that. We that, that'd be a good future episode. But yeah, that that's all we got today, guys. Fun episode. Two person crew. It actually worked out really well. I'm happy with it. Um, join us in the chats. Every Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Uh, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Central Texas Stan- Time. Texas which is Time. The only, only one that matters. Time zone that matters. The only one that matters. It covers more people. Mm-hmm. 
Um, also, audio episodes every Tuesday morning, 5 a.m. Central Standard Time also. So by the time you get on the road, this ep- episode on Tuesday morning will be out. And Well, let's be realistic with, with our listeners. Losers. By the time you're getting ready to go to bed, there's going to be a new episode out. <laughs> so hit that download button. Once that, <laughs> once that fucking crank is wearing off, you're yeah. going to have something to listen to while you go to sleep. Yeah. And like grind it. your teeth. <laughs> it's the music. It's the music you grind your teeth to. <laughs> Tell your other meth friends about this show. So this is the show. We talk about, talk to your other drug addict friends, all your fucking losers. Cause none of you guys work. So, Oh yeah. no, the, the, the crankheads, they're they're working real hard. They're digging holes. They're they're working. They're t- digging like twenty four hours a day. Well, we should start off each episode by saying like, "Hey, welcome to the Conman Podcast." Don't forget in, to put in your mouthpiece so you don't chip a tooth. <laughs> we had a great sign off last week. Sit back and enjoy the show, and remember, there's not actually anybody outside your window looking.